The joy of discovery is one of the fundamental joys of play itself. Not just the joy of discovering secrets within the game, but also the joy of uncovering the creator's vision. It's that aha moment where it all makes sense, and behind the world, the player can feel the touch of another creative mind. In order for it to be truly joyful, however, it must remain hidden from plain view, not carved as commandments into stone tablets, but revealed, piece by piece, through the player's exploration of the game's rules. And that's Derek Yu, one of the creators, or maybe the creator, of the game Spelunky. And I just thought, Zach, that that was a very um, short and perfect way to describe how I feel about video games. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I actually, I went to school for video game design. That's right. And that speaks to the reasons I wanted to, to design video games is because you get to create something and have someone explore your world and your thoughts and your ideas and they get to change it to their own, you know, because like you said, it's not written in stone. You can manipulate and like maybe make choices in a game and branch off into other endings and events. But that's what I that's what I really love about video gaming as uh, an entertainment is that I'm not just reading the book or watching the movie. I'm interacting with it. Yes. Right. I'm making choices and I'm affecting the action, which, of course, I think, let's be honest, is probably the best arguably the best and most popular reason why people like video games is because they get to in control the violence, the action that's taking place in that's, the game. Yeah, I guess that's one way. I, I, My favorite part is the story. That's what I like. I like mm. I like to be told a story in a video game. I don't really yeah. get into uh, multiplayer games, for the most part, like shooters or anything like that, because I don't know. Are there's no competitive for you? Is that why, or... No, it sounds like competitiveness. I, I mean, I am what you're doing. Yeah, the, this, there's just no interest for me in, uh, in a, any kind of shooter game. So like you don't Call like any competitive games at all? Have you? I mean, no, not online or anything like that. I'll play like uh, fighters, mm-hmm. but I'll play Mortal Kombat because there's a story to it, and I'll <sighs> usually play the story, and then I don't really play online. But but even was, then, you're playing the computer. You mean you're not playing yeah, other? people. No, I'm not playing other people. Oh, but that's I too mean. Bad. Back in, like, growing up, I would say uh, I played more games alongside people, not online, but, like, uh, local co-op. Yeah, like couch co-op. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, I, you know, that was fun. I miss couch co-op. That was, uh, I'm very much um, a cooperative uh, gamer, co-op gamer. Yeah. And I, um, I actually struggle now to play games solo when I do play video games just because I prefer the social experience. And while I'm, I have serious cabin fever, I'm, you know, I'm home a lot more now than I ever have been in my entire life. And so gaming for me very much is a way to socialize. And I love that aspect of online gaming Really, um, is the social aspect. Yeah, that's one of my favorite reasons to, to game actually is to... And, and here's why. I mean, my favorite thing to do when I play a game, any game with someone else or a group of people is we get to, I get to, I get to enjoy the, their experience and their take on what's going on. Right. And there's conversation about, you know, how to build a character or how to like tactics and how to take down a monster or whatever the current event is. Right. And it's just so much more fun to me when I'm doing it with other people than doing it solo. Yeah. I guess the games I play don't really, 
need another person to uh, help facilitate the progress of the game. Like how to take down a a monster, the best combination of powers and power-ups and things like that. I usually just play games that are very story driven. So do you so when you play a game do you normally play it like on the normal difficulty? Do you make it easier just so you can get through? No, I I play I play on normal because mm-hmm. I I mean I want a challenge so I don't want to just blast through the game. Mm-hmm. I want my money to feel like it was worth spent, you know. I see. Um but yeah, I mean I used to play a lot with friends, you know, like my one friend she had a a Ninja Turtle game on the Super Nintendo. Which one? I it was just like one of the old Ninja Turtles. I, I don't right. know the name of the, which Ninja Turtle game was. It it was. Turtles in Time? No, I don't think so. I think it was just it was just a basic like side scroller Ninja Turtle game. Okay, and it was it was awesome. It was super fun. I got to play as Raph all the time, and I would go to her house because she was the only one that had it when we were kids. Yeah, and we would just play that. It was great, and I would play Lord of the Rings with my cousin and Guitar Hero with my friends. You know, so it used to be a much more social thing. But that's when it was alongside other people. Well, when you're younger, right, you spend most of your time just hanging out with friends. You're not yeah. working. You're not con- doing adult things. So uh, the dream the, <laughs> to reclaim irresponsibility. But yeah, I mean, I I totally get that. But I mean, uh, gaming as an adult. Um, first of all, I think gaming is actually a very mature thing to do. And I grew up, uh, my child, and I, I guess I can say from a time where you know gaming. Gaming was considered nerdy. Like yeah. I only, I I only sh- like in school, like you know, middle school and high school. I only share the fact that I played video games with friends I trusted the knowledge with. <laughs> uh, be, not because I was, you know, I was wasn't afraid I was going to beat up or anything, but just because it was, it was something I couldn't explain to others. Most people didn't get. Right, was, you know, they thought it was for kids, right, yeah. for little babies. Now, shit, I wish, I wish I could turn back the clock and be. You know, like I've made this joke with some of our younger friends. It's like now video game, video games and video game characters are like a badge. Like you, you have, they have their own groups. It's almost like music back in the day. Like, you know, which metal band was your favorite? That was like your people, you know what I mean? Oh. Like your brotherhood and video games and, and their characters and storylines are sort of treated that way. I feel. And, you know, you even have beautiful women at conventions, like, dressing up. Like, I would have died when yeah. I was, you know, 16, Get some, 15. Some Bayonetta girls out there. Oh, my you know? God, I would have died. <laughs> like, that was completely unheard of when I was, you know, young. Like, beautiful women just didn't go to... Con- con- conventions were so different. Like, to give you an example, when I first started going to the Comic-Con in Chicago, it was a dirty experience. It was such a... It felt like such a back-alley experience that, you know, the floors, you, you could trip... Every five feet, there was something to trip on because they had wires and cables running everywhere underneath people's feet, and they did a sloppy job of covering it. Everything, everybody brought like their own cloth coverings for tables. It wasn't like convention provided tables and cloth, so it looked like a swap meet. And in some parts of the convention, it was. And then the artist alley, which was my favorite place anyway, was really mostly softcore porn stars. Which I'm not complaining. I yeah, like I, I still bought their shit. <laughs> yeah, imagine a C2E2, and that the artist alley is mostly softcore porn stars. You know, like back in the day, it, you know, most people it like porn online. I feel like it was like a lot of just images. Video was low quality and terrible. Right. So a lot of these models, that's what they did. They didn't perform. They just took pictures. Right. They did spreads, Playboy type oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they would show up at the conventions, and you know they. 
they'd sell these pictures, these eight by tens for like five bucks. Oh yeah. And you got a signature and you take a picture, you know, that kind of stuff. But you definitely didn't see them walking around cosplaying, but now you do. Mm-hmm. And that is mind blowing to me. I mean, like I and said, there's some fantastic art being done by yeah, cosplayers. So like, like there's seamstresses and they've created their own costumes. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes to it. Sure. So I forgot what I was getting at because I got lost in cleavage. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> the. Uh, it, it just the, yeah, the the video games. I don't know. There. I oh yeah, that's what it was. I consider gaming a very mature thing, and I'm glad now that it really is that it, it dominates entertainment, right? Yeah. Music, movie, and books. Really, every other form of entertainment combined doesn't even equal the revenue, the money that gaming makes. It blows everybody else out of the water. Really? Yeah, you, that's what I read I, online. At least. Wow, uh, I wouldn't think that it's gotten that popular. It's that big. It's bigger than Hollywood. It, I mean, like like I said, movies, music, everything, apparently. I wow. believe it because... Well, I guess, yeah, if you count all your indie games, right? Like, you got, like, Shovel Knight and Meat. No, no, mobile gaming, bro. Mobile gaming, yeah, just, so, like, buying into blank, uh, pay-to-win so games. so much, so much money. I remember, this is years ago, too. Um, I forget the name of the company, but they make Clash of Clans. Okay. And I was reading an interview with one of their... Um, their um, execs the presidents right or vice presidents of the company and he admitted that they make roughly 14 million dollars a month i'm sure they wouldn't gloat about these numbers now because it doesn't it hurts them i'm sure but anyway 14 million dollars a month and that's from less than one percent of the gamers that spend money on just clash of clans can you imagine That's one game, one percent of one game. How open a market is that? You know what's frustrating is that like mobile games to me, most of them are just trash. They are they're casinos. Like they and just, they're invented by casino, yeah, know, gambling machine there's nothing, you know, designers. There's nothing to them, right? And then our phones are literally more powerful than the technology we had that sent astronauts to the moon for the first time. <laughs> they yeah, they are amazing, they yeah. have way more technologically capability. And the games are still bogus, you know? It's like, why can't we have, like, complex, like, story-driven and more, you know... I mean, PUBG is pretty close, right? There are. I mean, you can get your God of War on your phone. Um, It's just, I don't know. I I hear what you're saying, and I agree for the most part. It's mindless gaming. And Um, it's so lucrative, like you were saying. It is. It's it's like they're making so much money off of it yeah but for me that's the turnoff well i mean if you're constantly reminding me that i have a wallet while i'm playing a video game then i'm not yeah you you know i'm 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 bored i'm 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 worse i'm insulted yeah that's what i would say it's like you want more money like come on yeah like give me a break yeah so yeah i'm not not a fan of free gaming with a lot of dlcs too it's like man i understand if you didn't finish some things and you were able to tweak them and do fixings on bugs like yeah totally fix it but like when you're selling like skins and all these other like like things to to make your game better it's like why like why couldn't you just have made your game and then move on and make another game well like, that's there's an old term it's old now it's called on disk dlc and what that means is uh dlc by the way means downloadable content um Back when games were mostly installed through disc, mm-hmm. companies like they charge you, you know, sixty dollars for the game, and then immediately after releasing the game, they tried to sell you twenty or thirty dollar expansion packs. So in other words, the content was already created; they just did not include it 
with the initial purchase of the game in order to make 80 to to $100 off of you in total as opposed to just 60 Was that a PC thing? That's a PC thing. Well, yeah. no, it's no, it's it's a console thing too. Um, there, I mean, it's been done by companies that make games that I actually love, like uh, the Borderlands series. I'm a huge fan of Borderlands games. I love them. Okay. I, I'm not a fan of their uh, monetization of the game and how they do their you know expansion packs but they're not the first to have done that the the game that made that popular and the evil company that started it was electronic arts um and that's a long mm. story i think but dude ea ea is terrible i hate ea i i boycott ea i do not buy their games i will never buy just, another ea game what was it um for honor that was ea right i think so and that game, when I first saw it, looked so promising. It was like realistic fighting. Um, you were knights, and you know you it were, looked so good. It I looked know. really good. Yeah. And then I played it. I bought it. I got the special edition. And then um, while playing like most matches online, it would crash. It would just like stop working. They didn't have like a. They didn't have a storyline at first. I think or, no, they did. It was just super short, and it was literally more of a training. Than it was a story. It is. It's just it was, something to it was like so bad. get you introduced to the game. Yeah. Oh, that was frustrating. No, yeah. I Actually, uh, I'm glad that in Europe, um, the European courts are attacking EA and companies like them for their gambling boxes. Right. Their loot boxes. Uh, and I'm glad they are because it's essentially gambling for children. And that disgusts me. That has always disgusted me. Yeah. You know, well, they're they're the ones that did the the soccer, the FIFA, right? Yeah, oh, dude, that is such and a scandal, in dude, my opinion. It a like literally scandal. like alters the game while you're playing it if you're doing too good and you haven't bought like, oh, yeah, it's like what? It, it's it's a live alteration of the game. I've had videos, friends send me videos like on Snapchat, and they're like, "Look at this crazy shit that's happening in my game right now." They're playing online, you know, or or even yeah, they're playing online and. You know they're they're making proper execution of their character in the game to say kick or block, mm-hmm. and the, and then the game is just re it's just live editing the attempt by either making it succeed or fail based on how you your profile as a player is ranked with the other players in an effort to motivate you to spend money to buy you know advantages basically because yeah. that's what it's about like they say the term is pay to win you know you're paying money yeah to do better it's than like more players. than pay to win pay to win is like generally like you know a subscription fee kind of thing or like well i disagree well i'll touch on that in a second but like what's funny to me is that when you know the term pay to win it implies that the player that spends more is winning, but no player is winning if you're spending. The, the company is winning. It's yeah. like a casino again. It's it's not it's not yeah. about a fair playing field. But yeah, actually, with subscriptions, um, when it comes to MMOs, I would say I prefer subscription, and here's why. Especially classically done, which who knows if that'll ever really happen again. The reason being is that because you have an understanding there's a there's a that's a, in a way it's a communication with the developer i'm giving you $15 a month mm-hmm. and you're going to provide me with the content that say your competitors would otherwise charge me 20 or $30 for every few months mm-hmm. right so you're going to give me more and i'm a set, i'm a, in in a way i'm going to and i'm going to pay for that yeah so i i agree with that i don't agree like a, lo- a lot of companies double dip they give you the subscription but then they also have the store right to buy, like you said, cosmetics and, yeah. and what have you. But what was the first game you played? 
video game ever? Ooh, I don't know. It's been so long, but probably Pong. Like wow, old that school is, yeah, wow. on the Atari. It's like Pong. original. Yeah, no, How that did was that come your way. My mom's. It was her, it was her my mom's Atari, and she Sitting had a, in an attic, and she had a bunch of games, and she's just brought it out one day, and we started playing, and it was either Pong or Space Invaders or something like that, but I'm pretty sure it was Pong. Um, but then we uh we got a Super Nintendo, but first we rented it from like a dollar video oh, store. I remember that renting so system. Yeah, yeah, I used to be able to rent the system. So that. before my my parents actually bought the system. They rented it and made sure that we'd like it. And I just played some racing game. I don't even know what it was, but it was a Super Nintendo and it was cool. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And eventually we got Mortal Kombat and things like that. So I started yeah. playing that as a kid, playing that with my dad. That was a lot of fun. Dinosaur. Yeah, I think the video store companies or you know video stores in general got smart about renting consoles because you know the, the inventors of the consoles came down on them about that because think about it they pay for the console once and they can rent it for the price of the console over and over and over again so they made a lot of money on top of the purchase of the console really so they got in hot water for that they did that's why they had to stop it i mean i think they had some sort of agreement initially yeah. but the you know the video store was making a whole lot more money Huh. Uh, and, and of course, you know, uh, rightly so, I think, you know, they should have said, hey, wait a minute, you're ruining our sales, well, our, do, our money, our revenue. How do things like rent center then get away with it? Like, I don't you- know the different of agreement. I do know, like, so here's the thing. I've read some about this and video game company or console companies like Sony, right, claim that they, they don't make money on the console itself. In fact, most of them. Uh, claim that they lose money. It costs them more to make the consoles than the money they make back for selling them. Where they make money is in the ownership of intellectual properties. So that's why they try to swallow up as many licenses as they can for the video games that get created for their console. Right? Really? Yeah, so that's apparently where they make most of their money. I mean, that makes sense. You come out with the console once every four or five years how often yeah sales almost immediately go down yeah right it's not like they go back up to where yeah, they so were I guess released your, so your sony entertainments would make their their money back from making games like god of war and things like that exclusives i guess that makes sense and 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 they've oh you know even going back to the days of super nintendo and genesis and maybe even nintendo i can't remember clearly but i do know that sega genesis um which I guess is Atari. They own Sega. They uh back then I don't think they did, but anyway, they they wanted to create. They did create a streaming service for video games for playing games. Really? Yeah, I had it. My mother. So AT and T was one of the first like companies to have that like you know promoted. Okay. Within their service, so my mother worked for AT and T, and it was expensive. It was like this is going. You know, this is back in like the I don't know mid nineties, early nineties. And it was like forty five dollars a month. That's a lot. That, even now, that's a lot of money. So yeah. just imagine back then, it was a lot of money. And we tried it. My mother was like, "Well, I got her to do it for us for one month." And it was kind of wild. Like we got to play all these games streaming through our Genesis. And I remember the the clunky, like you know, dial up setup that you had to like. Wait, you play it through online? It wasn't like a it was a, well, it was a channel on your TV. They communicated with a new apparatus attached to your system. No, yeah, that does sound familiar. Yeah, I, so we had that. That's cool, though. 
It, I thought it was a neat idea, but it was too expensive. So, of course, my mother didn't keep, you know, paying for it. But they keep bringing back that idea. So now I would say, what, the most modern version of that is Stadia. Yeah. And Stadia. Gamefly was before that. Gamefly. Yeah. There's so many attempts. For whatever reason, gamers just don't want to. It, it doesn't seem like it stays popular to me. I don't know if it's the, the quality of the streaming is bad. Like our, our tech knowledge yeah. isn't up to speed yet. Yeah, or if I don't it's know. just the idea of ownership of a game. You See, know? that's my thing. Is like I don't want to rent a game, really, um, unless it's just to test it out before buying it. And even then, it would be like I'm not gonna. Now I'm not gonna go rent it. I'm gonna go like to like the library and borrow it from there. Yeah, you know, because the li- libraries now have video games. Oh, they're great. Tons. They're of video the new games. video store. They have free. Like, yeah, they have yeah. any of the ones you want. You might have to be on their wait- waiting list for like a month or so but you'll get it yeah. eventually if you're a patient patient person which is if you're renting the game from the, the library <laughs> you should be patient. you're pretty patient <laughs> yeah so right. yeah what was uh what was your first game do you remember actually um well, let me think the first game the first game i think i played was super mario brothers and I remember, I want to say it was 1989, and I'm with my brother and my father, and my father was, you know, dragging us around, much to our dismay, because we're little kids, we just want to play. <laughs> and we went to go visit um, his cousin, my what I who I call my uncle Al, and um, Uncle Al was always cool. He was always he always wanted to be up on the times, you know. Okay. And my dad was has always been old school, like he's out of time. He should have been, you know, in like the 1800s, uh, you know the 1950s permanently <laughs> but uh uncle al was cool uncle al was always up on the modern stuff and he had a nintendo i'd never heard about this i'd never heard of video games before or any really? of that stuff and he had it set up when we were visiting him he was playing it and it was on this like tv you know it was on tv that's what i have to remember the awe i remember looking at my brother's face and he was like i don't know six and i was like seven mm-hmm. something like that and he the awe on my brother's face is what I, I I could tell that that's how my my jaw was on the floor as well, because we'd never in a you know we'd never seen the ability to interact with the TV. It was it was like virtual reality to yeah. us. Very much was like that. It was like you know like like a monkey in space. Like that, that, that's how I felt. <laughs> or you know I, I'm trying to put it into words, but. Um, the, the color was terrible because back then TVs were like mostly just green and pink. Like if you wanted a really nice color television set, you had to really fork out the cash. And most people didn't have nice color TVs. It was still very much like ho hum, like yeah. discount color. And they ha- they had the constant buzzing. They buzz. TVs made noise. They were um, they had static. They were discolored. They were heavy as. Oh my God! TVs back then were so heavy. <laughs> Who needs to buy a weight uh, equipment Dude, if you got a TV? I remember just trying to, like, years later as a teenager, trying to lift that first old TV I grew up with when they finally threw it away in my grandmother's house, and it was like, it was like moving an oak, like I don't know, like a, an oak armoire that was full because I've done that too, and it felt that <laughs> bad. Like it was so heavy, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah, we played Mario Brothers, and man, we did not want to leave. I mean, we were just enamored. And then shortly after that, my mother used to take us when she worked downtown for 18 in Chicago. It was really cool. For Christmas, she'd take us to her office, and there was always decorated. And there's you know, you know, cakes and candies and food all over the place, and everybody's in a jolly mood, right? It's Christmas mm-hmm. time, 
And she had all these like fun co-workers that played Tetris and Wolfenstein. Oh man, the first time I played Wolfenstein 3D, that uh, I, I got goosebumps right now, literally just thinking <laughs> about it. Because I remember just like that was a second like coming of like my mind being blown. You know, like because before Mario Brothers is very, it's very um, like it's you know violent. Right, you're killing mushroom people and, and flying turtles, <laughs> but or you're knocking them out and then they disappear, which is the same as death in my mind. But yeah. it's not. I mean, it's not as visceral as you know a sweaty, bloody portrait of of who your character is while you mow down Nazis screaming for their lives. Like that was a huge <laughs> that's a whole new level tone. of violent. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, du- uh, Duke Nukem would have been the first like super. Violent Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. Oh man, I love that uh, game. I still my, love that game. It was one of the few games I ever played on the PC. Uh, it was one that my dad had, and he had to turn off the <laughs> what you could call the pornography setting, I guess, because there was a movie a uh, movie theater you'd go through oh, at the I beginning know. of the video game, and it would have like a skin flick going on. It had a skin flick, and you could also go up to strippers and throw money at them, and they would show them. They'd pull down their their tops and show their tits. So like, I, dude, I love John St. John. Triangle I wish I could do like, Shake it, baby. You want to dance? Shake it, baby. <laughs> just yeah, just he just kept doing that. So I just kept giving a dollar. Like I'd sit there for twenty minutes, just just watching digital boobs. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the Duke Nukem 3D was, um, well, it, it's a it was a like hallmark moment for me. Or what's a better word? Like it lifted the bar of interaction, and that. That is what has always stayed with me about video games to this day. The more interactive a game is, the more I can move things in the environment or the environment affects me and the, the enemies and the, and the NPCs. Yeah. That, that level of discovery of like the, the rules to the world, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's what I love. I guess I still the, love that. the first game that really, I don't know if it reinvigorated my, my thoughts or whatever was, um, God of War, the first one. Such a great game. Oh my series. gosh. Yeah, the whole series is my favorite. Uh that and Prince of Persia, those are like Those are good. They're so good. But like God of War it was like the first game. It was PS two and I was like, Oh my gosh, like games can be like this. Like this yeah. is amazing. The story was so involved, it was so in depth. Like you're talking about the area you could do damage to to clay pots and get like, you know, XP the or whatever. Souls. Yeah, yeah. It was oh my gosh, it was fantastic. And that's what made me want to become a game designer. And it was was it was those games, God of War and Prince of Persia. It was like ah, that's the kind of game I want yeah, to I mean, make who stories and just like come up with this stuff. Isn't like, this that is the amazing. thing though? It's like you're you're like a world creator. That's yeah. what I love about the idea of game design. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a game designer, right? Like, you just, it's like the first step into like your own matrix. Yeah. You know, your own virtual reality. If you could have simulated reality. If you could have any role in making a video game, what role would you want to play? Well, originally I wanted to be um, like a content creator, like an artist. Um, that was very dreamy, though. Once I got older and I wanted to go to school for it, then I really did my homework on what other real world positions mm-hmm. for artists in video game development. Uh, and I hate to say it, but it was a huge turnoff. It was, it's a dark world, uh, dark, art, art, art yeah. in video games and art in digital art in general is a pretty dark world. And what I mean by that is I'm sure, you know, but maybe the listeners don't is that um, it's not a sure thing. It's all, it's contractual if you're lucky. But it's extremely competitive, mm-hmm. and it's it's piecemeal. 
It's like it's like it's uh, like beg it's like begging it's like begging for money because there's a lot of competition mm-hmm. and you don't there's not a lot of workers' rights in some cases there's none so you're never you're never a priority for the company it seems or you're rarely a priority it seems to the company to protect you yeah especially you if know, you're in like a bigger company your like, your pay yeah your, they your, don't care you know, if you ha- if you get any uh, not privileges but uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, benefits benefits you're you're extremely lucky i'm not saying there aren't artists out there with really good lives no and really good deals but it's few and far between yeah um and it just seemed like a really big gamble to spend the rest of my life probably staying fighting in that you know and maybe succeeding to a point where i can make a, a solid life out of it um i do like the idea of um game directing and game writing though mm-hmm. as well uh, and I love to write because the writer essentially, you know, like you said, your favorite part is the story of a video yeah. game. And the writer creates that. He creates yeah. the world. You Alongside know, the with the game director. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could see me. I could see myself doing that maybe one day. Who knows where my life will take me? Yeah. Right. You never know. Great. What about you? That you want to be an artist? Like, uh, yeah, that was my dream was to become like a write stories for video games or. And then I saw that game directors were a thing. I was like, that's really cool. Um, but you don't start off there, right? So, like, where I would want to start off would be, which would be awesome, would be, like, animations. Or, like, cinematic animations would be really cool. Or just, I mean, even the simple, like, cleaning up mocap would be fun. You know, it's not... Oh, man, that's like... But that's, like, real... That's, like, real analytical, right? That's, like, real meticulous kind of work? No, it's it's more... It's very entry-level, like, cleaning up the mocap is. Because it's literally you're just like fixing the the polygons, the points where where they connect to the model, right, and things like that. Reducing so, the poly count. Yeah, you, well, not necessarily reducing the poly count, but just like making sure there's no artifacts that are splintering off mm-hmm. the model and mm-hmm. like putting things back where they belong. Polishing, and, like yeah, just it up. yeah, just fixing it up, mm-hmm. which is you know it's tedious, but it's it's a lot to me. It's a lot. You e- enjoy that. It's a lot more enjoyable than. The modeling process, modeling to me itself is was so it's so difficult. Like I can do it, but it's it's like it takes so long, and it's not you don't get that instant gratification with like animation. That's true. Animation, yeah. it's more like is, oil painting. <laughs> yeah, it is. Animation, at least you you make five key points, and then you get like your different positions of your motion, and then you hit play, and it's there. It's like three D animation is. So fun and so rewarding, like instantly. It's amazing. Do you enjoy, well, the, do you enjoy like the mocap editing more than like raw animating, like manual animation? Because I, I enjoyed, I think I would rather manual animation a lot. Yeah, I was, I'd rather manually animate than do the motion capture cleanup. But like being a part of the motion capture is really cool, like putting the points on and like doing all that stuff because it's, it's reality translated into the virtual space mm-hmm. like it's literally copying what you're doing you can even well, put, you're, you're bringing something to life yeah it's amazing so cool. and you can do it in real time even so you can like watch yourself you know move move yourself and then watch your character move it's yeah so and, cool. add that, and maybe it's a new movement yeah. to the world right yeah like yeah it's so it. fun yeah <laughs> i agree that's what i yeah yeah it, i would definitely there's still a part of me that wants to um make a video game um just because i and really because i like the storytelling myself like my favorite game series that tells a great story is legacy of kane 
Okay. And Legacy of, Legacy of Cain is about is a is about a, a human man who becomes a vampire, and he accepts the curse because hell basically promises him revenge against his murderers, which he gains easily. But then he realizes that he's more of a pawn in a in a far bigger scheme that he can't possibly understand. So he goes on a journey, and the rest of his life, his existence is unraveling this extremely convoluted, you know, uh, plot of fate that he's been thrown into. Okay. That the, the, the you know that the that reality, the creator of reality itself, has used him for. So it starts off incredibly simple and becomes an incredibly deep and philosophical. Uh, storyline with you know really interesting other new characters and things like that. That's cool. Uh, but what, what, kind, of, I, what okay. kind of gameplay is it? It's um it changes over time. It actually gets um it's kind of like God of War before God of War was a okay, thing. So like hack and slash. It's hack and slash, and then it becomes much more like a God of War game after God of War became popular. Okay. Um, but it has variations and it goes through new iterations as well. But uh, I highly recommend it. And even what I love about YouTube now is uh, people, content creators on YouTube who take like the video, like the cutscenes from the game and then make a movie out of it because it is a movie. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the games, uh, these developers make better stories than movies do. Yeah. Right? Because they're, they have more, you know, that's one thing I hope never happens to the gaming industry that's happened to Hollywood is that in Hollywood now it seems like everything is just a Marvel movie like they're just making the same movie over and over again it's always yeah. a female or male hero you know and, and the the recipe to the movie is so predictable it's like I've seen this movie I, I think, know this movie I think some franchises fall into that though like Call of Duty or even Assassin's they do. Creed they do they definitely do I just the fact that the indie scene with gaming the is still is, such a yeah. fertile place for new ideas when some of them are, are so fantastic too like just like the quality like uh hellblade sinuous curse like oh my lord wow like, yeah. it is it is so good on so many levels like the the animation is fantastic the models look great the the science of psychopathy behind it oh yeah is is insane like they like literally like take this mentally disturbed person and shows you her reality and it's like how else could you explore this way of people's lives without without this video game or video games like it that's why i say again that i think it's amazing video games are very mature yeah Yeah, no they are they can be some are you know there's candy crush which doesn't take any maturity level to understand or anything like that but there, there's games like that. Or God so, of what's War. your favorite game, video game series? Not necessarily favorite video game. Is it God of War? Yeah, God of War's yeah. got to be it. I mean, the mythology behind it, the story, the just like taking what exists in the real world mythology. I love and the then, creative, creative liberty that they yeah, take with the gods, and then they know? do, and they do such such a good job of telling you this story of of revenge and betrayal and all these other like. Yeah, it's just it's so raw, mm-hmm. and it's just. It speaks to me, the anger. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is a great stress relief gaming for the most part. Yeah. It really the, does help uh, help you or help someone, you know, get rid of that aggression. It, it definitely helps me with that. Yeah, um, was gonna, that was one of my questions is if you ever use video games as a so- source of, like, therapy. I mean, almost daily. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it is, like, a great way to relieve stress and just to unwind and just to, like 
fall into because it, it, like it's another world that you get to escape into it's a huge escape to, to me a, it's on the same level as some people like would consider like a book or like any other source of entertainment a movie or or a, a series on tv or thing, thing well like that. i agree I, I think okay well one thing i've always you know been triggered by i guess you could say or highly disagree with let's try not to use that word but uh is, you know, growing up, I had a lot of people trying to tell me that, you know, w- playing video games was silly, a silly waste of time. And uh, this, and I, you know, it's funny, I game much more as an adult than I did as a kid. As a kid, I was just, you know, I was always out um, yeah. playing. But it seems silly to me that people that made that argument with me, my, you know, my elders, came from people that literally wasted, you know, four to six hours a day watching TV, being anesthetized by some, you know, some ridiculous TV show where they learned nothing and how many hours of commercials that got (laughs) tattooed on their brains, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, I never thought about commercials in the sense of, like, you know, TV versus video games. If you're playing, like, a console game or, you know, your regular PC game, there's no commercials during the game. There have been attempts. So I'm trying to remember the names of, I think one of them was Anarchy Online. I'm pretty sure it was Anarchy Online uh, back in the days when mobile gaming hadn't really taken off yet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies, PC gaming companies, were trying to, uh, especially MMOs, online games, were transitioning into a free-to-play setup. Okay. Um, and they were trying lots of new things because it's a new market. In Anarchy Online, I think EQ did this too, but Anarchy Online, you could play the game for free, but you had to sit through a commercial when the game loaded up. And it was usually like, you know, it was like Nike or McDonald's, like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was funny, uh, but it, it, it was really not offensive, in my opinion, compared to how they advertise now. It's like, all right, I'll sit through your commercial and then I get yeah. all the content, I get the game for free. Yeah. Like, that was legit. And agreement. if it's a good game and they're yeah, like I mean, that it, good it, quality, that's that's not the worst thing. Nothing was left out. I got the whole game. I, there was yeah. no DLCs missing or cosmetics missing or XP bonuses missing. It was the whole game. Yeah. So, of course, we know where it went from there. It got much more greedier, like all things do. Uh, but games have tried so many different things. I know EverQuest 2, uh, they probably maybe still have it. I don't know. But they had a slash pizza or slash pizza hut command that you could type in the game. And it allowed you to order pizza while you were playing the game. So you didn't have to stop playing to get your pizza and your Mountain Dew. Yeah. (laughs) That's how you lose weight, Zach. I guess this is where all the stereotypes of gamers come into play. You know, nerdy and fat and living in their mom's basement. (laughs) Well, that's where where it started. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I guess I can see where the stereotypes come from. Because, I mean, I'm a pretty fit, active guy. and. I'm nothing like... No, you don't look like a gamer yeah. at all. And I say that from someone who grew up from a time where not societal roles, but like first impressions of people were more accurate than they are now. And, you know, by how someone looks, I mean, right? Okay. I feel like when I was younger, like in the 80s and 90s, it was easier to judge someone by the way they looked. And by judge, I mean like guess what kind of person they were. Do you think that's... Maybe that's just because... I was you, naive. Maybe. Well, not maybe not just that, but like... I think kids today, you know, young pe- younger people that are like in high school or anything like that, like they they have cliques that they dress to, right? Yeah, and this I mean, is old as man. So, so, and then you 
you mature and then it's so like i think adults it would be harder to distinguish what kind of person they are by the way they dress than a kid because a lot of i was thinking of kids and adults but you make a valid point yeah so but anyway i guess what i'm saying is that um and if, from my point of view it's it's i can't judge that anymore no like, i don't know who or what people are into based on how they look unless they're wearing the memorabilia of that i mean yeah, yeah then if, if you're dressed all in all deadpool gear i'm gonna guess you're a deadpool fan <laughs> or at least of the movies but i guess even then you know a lot of acdc their logo their brand got ridiculously popular well for, that's what i was talking about for earlier. no reason yeah well and then like no like people who had no idea who this band was were wearing their like hats and t-shirts and things like that just because and not not just like afghanistan or third world countries they got the shirts for free no like people okay. in like america that you would talk to <laughs> oh, okay like they just wouldn't know they didn't know that that was a band they just saw acdc and you know i don't know why they would wear it but they just thought it looked cool i guess yeah so yeah but that makes me know. think of uh something we spoke about earlier where i think i'm yeah i brought up um how like gaming, like gaming companies and gaming uh, IPs are kind of like bands in the sense of how I remember like rock bands from like the eighties and partly into the nineties where they kind of had their own, you know, they have their own following and those people interacted in person. That's a big difference now too. Is like people that disagree with the style of music or agree with the style of music, they interact online rather than person. Back when I was a teenager. You ne- you reacted in person with people that liked a band that you didn't like, so it was kind of like almost like a a line in the sand, you know. It's like oh, Metallica versus Megadeth, you know, yeah. shit like that. And you see, I see some of that online with um, certain video game IPs, and in in a smaller degree, the developers themselves. Like I I myself am more of an indie development fan, and a lot of the games I've been buying uh, as an adult, at least in the last five to ten years, have been you know, independent, um, independently developed video games as opposed to like AAA companies, things yeah, like that. I almost only buy AAA games. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, I don't buy any indie games really, except for like like Senuous Curse. That's technically an indie game. It's not oh a yeah. yeah, but like, so there's like the occasional one that gets so in there. But do you only play games with you know seriously in depth storylines? Yeah, or? for the most part. Okay. I don't. I don't find any other. You don't do any mindless gaming, no. No. I'll, sometimes no I'll do a mobile. Or... I'll, I'll do a mobile game once in a while, and then I'll find out that it's the same game as before. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the same style. It's the same like you know, build these characters and make them fight this other thing, and it's like it's it's, it's just stats that you don't get to do anything to them. You're not actually yeah. involved. You're just creating a team going against another team. It's just it's not fun for me. We know what's not fun for me is I've noticed there's a huge trend now in idle gaming, which to me is a almost an oxymoron. It sounds like you know you're playing but not playing. You're just watching, which I guess is something people are into. Hmm. Um, I so haven't. You, what you just like create like a, a um, I don't know like a like a land space right, and then you get your resources. You don't have to click no, on them. It's not even. It's like not that. even that. It's simpler than that. Like you, you know you. You choose characters for a team, and then you just watch them play out their journey. Wow. So I guess the, the the tactics involved in that maybe comes from watching the choices they make, 
in yeah. order to make in order for you to make smarter choices on your next team. And who's the team? So I kind of get that. Yeah. That's interesting, I guess. Maybe I need to play them more to really respect them. But um, I've, yeah. I've I've watched. I haven't played. I've watched a few, and I thought, boy, is that boring. But you know, it's also a different. I'm from a different time too. Yeah, and hey, if you find enjoyment in anything good for you right whatever yeah. you're enjoying as long as you're not hurting anyone exactly awesome. yeah i mean that's the that's more or less the bottom line how do you feel about games that have female protagonists that like forces you to play as the girl so it's an interesting question um i you know i i celebrate it i think especially if it's a good character i don't the gender of the character doesn't matter to me for the story however it does matter to me when i'm playing so if I have the choice, like I always make a male character if I have the choice to make a character. <laughs> I, I never choose a man almost. I yeah. always, always play girls. So that's interesting to me that, that there's that difference because uh, I'd say it's like a 50-50 split. Um, for me, the reasoning is I I personify the character that I've created. So it's actually kind of personal. And because of that, I want it to be, it is in some way one of my personas. It really is. Like it's a reflection of my one part of me, you know? And so that's why I take it kind of personal and it's very immersive. It's more immersive to me that way too. I have played games where, you know, the main character is female and I did love the game, but I never felt as immersive to me because it was, hmm. you know, a, so a like female character. Tomb Raider, you don't find it as immersive? No, the, yeah, it's not, it, it's just not as immersive to me. I enjoy really? that game. I enjoy the character. Um, but if it was like, you know, like an Indiana Jones instead. Like I, 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 I know. So you, automatically you, you prefer the Uncharted series over Tomb Raider? Uh, no, actually I don't because I don't like the Uncharted storyline is incredibly trite to me. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's, it's so dumb. And, and he's not a good like character. He's not, he's not a good character. <laughs> he's a really bad character. Yeah. He's, he's not empathetic in any way like you can't relate to that guy like he's not he's just a selfish rogue (laughs) and yeah it's not yeah i agree like we could have a conversation just about that i mean like han solo was a selfish rogue but he had a heart of gold yeah right he had redeeming qualities yeah he he cared about his fellow man he just didn't share that often because it was a precious thing to have he understood that that was fragile but Nathan was a Nathan Drake or whatever. Yeah. He he's just a selfish piece of shit. Yeah, he doesn't. It's <laughs> yeah, just where's no. my next paycheck and who gets hurt? Who cares? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I uh, but yeah, I will play why, as a guy. Why do you like playing a female character? I don't know. I I would rather look at female butt polygons than a male butt polygon. All. 50 hours that I'm playing. But are you really staring? I mean, like, I don't stare at my male character's ass. I'm looking at the, the things he's killing and where he's jumping. I'm not looking at his ass. Are you just staring at your character's ass? I mean, that's, like, playing? part of the view. So, yeah, I'm going to see it. Well, you're going to see, but you're not... Is that what you're focusing on? You make it sound like no, that's what you're looking that's, at. but that's, like, you know, if I can look at something more pleasant, I'm going to. <laughs> and then if that, let that be a girl fake butt, you know, whatever. But um, I will play as a guy, too, like, when... So like, Dragon's Dogma is very. Uh, I love that. You, game. Can, you can manipulate the way they look a lot. A lot. And, you yeah. can, and like, it matters you, to the gameplay. Yeah. So I made like I made me because I thought yeah. that would be cool. And then I made, <laughs> I made uh, you get a, a pawn, a secondary character, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I made that my girlfriend at the time, and I made her heal me <laughs> all the time. She was just my healer. I was like, this is great. <laughs> and then, but there's uh. There's other games that like uh, 
that I'll play as girls. I can't think of a, what, any right now. Oh, um, like Mass Effect. Mass Effect, I played as the female And shepherd. in that one, yeah, you have a male or female version, right? Right. Yeah. But that's like more of a a story-based kind of thing where it's in the sense of you're not personifying this character, right? This character's not you. You're you're playing throughout this person's story. It's yeah. more of a movie. It's more of a viewing experience. Well, that's what, from what I understand, that's how Cyberpunk 2077 is. That just came that out. That is supposed to be you. I mean, yeah, but you you choose you design again. You have a choice of male or female, yeah. or even even transgender. Like you can be completely gender fluid, which is actually oh, an interesting. That's interesting. Kind of, it's an interesting topic, I think, because I, I someone I think I don't know if it was it probably wasn't Elon Musk, but it was someone as smart, and he made he made that comment that because of technology, that's where that's where humans will go one day, is that they'll just all be gender fluid. You'll just be able to switch from man to woman at will. In a way, like mentally or physically, too. I thought, boy, that's a to me that's a creepy thought, but maybe that is where it's going. But I guess in cyberpunk, you can you can do that. You can be hmm. as you know any version of sex that you can imagine, or to an extent, I guess. Right? You can't <laughs> they, be no. They, they have the sliding scale of gender fluidity. <laughs> Dude, the funniest thing I saw: someone on Reddit made handsome Squidward for their character, and oh. it's spot on. I almost they, bought like, the game just to do that. <laughs> do they like do the skin color, too? Yeah, or? the skin color, the lips, no the chin. It's it's perfect. That's it's awesome. absolutely perfect. So, uh, yeah, but I forget what we were talking about. But Oh, yeah, so like, okay, so that are, so yeah, my friends that play female characters in video games, they say the same thing, that they love that they get to see, you know, a woman's ass and tits. Well, it's not that I love to see that. It's just that I would rather look at that than a man... I see, yeah. And then, of course, I have to be the chauvinistic <laughs> asshole and say, yeah, but you're also playing Barbie dress-up when you decorate them. <laughs> like yeah, you are doing that? Nothing. What's There's nothing wrong, wrong with playing There's absolutely up. nothing wrong. I with, mean, you're doing G.I. Joe dress-up, but what's the, the, <laughs> the difference? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with dressing up your little sex slave healer in any bikini that you want. Well, there was no sex slave about it. It was just, you know. Okay, I just... It's just what was the most useful. I'm just trying to be funny. We'll move on. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, video games... All right, so everything we've talked about so far is a very positive look at video gaming. But I think there's a dark side to it as well. Like um, the, the Hikikomori style where you're just, like, enclosed off. From society, no, I well, inward is that your dark side? I mean, in a, in a real sense, I mean, in it's real people go inward. No, no, what I mean is like, I don't mean that this not the game being played, not the style of the game being played. I mean, the the effects it has on your lifestyle, on your life rather, like making me sedentary. What do you mean? Yeah, pulling you away from like say responsibility or becoming a real addiction. See. I think that those people have a, a deeper issue than the video game. Right? Well, I agree. I agree with if that. If it wasn't a video game, it would be gambling. If It'd it be wasn't, smoking or drinking yeah, or something else. Yeah, it would be else. something else. Yeah. It's like people with problems have problems, and they need to sort through those. It's not the manifestation isn't what what's causing it, right? Well, it's not the feel? video game that's causing them to be horribly. Well, let me ask you this. Without, without giving my opinion on it uh, first... So, wouldn't you? Let me ask you first. Wouldn't you agree that um, reading a book or watching a movie can change your mind about how you look at something? Okay. Whether you 
you know, either suddenly disagree or, or suddenly agree with a concept you didn't before. Okay. So maybe okay. like even like a political yeah. physician. Right. Um, can't video games have the same effect as that? Yeah. They can show you a message. Well, no, but can they, so is it healthy then? Is it always okay for the level of propaganda and violence in a video game? Are you asking me if video games cause people to be violent? Should they be censored? <laughs> this is going back on the censorship topic no, a little bit. No, they do not cause people to be violent. Violent people are going to be violent for whatever reason. They're going to, like I said, people with problems have problems that they need to sort through it's not the video game that's causing them to be violent Mm -hmm. it's not the the book or the movie or the the thing that's causing them to have this outward reaction it's something that they would have come to eventually right because it's it's an inward problem it's not an external i I agree no i agree um well if you had to say something if you had to pick something negative about video gaming what would it be or do you think there are no negatives i don't have enough time to play video games that's my negative thing. No, I don't know. There's, there, yeah, there's negative things about anything, right? If you if you go too far into video games and you fall into it and you just you you treat it that as your life, like then that can cause problems. But again, that's not the video game. That's right. Your you can't blame the content. Right. That's your inability and your your problems that you're going through that's causing you to go into that. Maybe you have some kind of external, like, so yeah, a death, right, in your family or something, and then you just go to video games to relieve that, and you just kind of, it's easier to live in that world than it is in your world, so you go into that. But you can do that with books. You can do but that. But can't with, you be manipulated? Can't I mean? Not everybody has that clear disposition, right? I'll play devil's advocate here. You're describing a situation wherein someone like yourself has the ability to. Pull away from a theme, let's say, that or a bias that is attempting to manipulate them. But for, there are many people that don't have that skill, the, you know, the ability to to sort of stand outside themselves and realize that they're being manipulated. But like any form of entertainment, which can be manipulated, ma- mm. manipulative, don't you think that's possible from video games? Can't video can't a video games a presentation inspire negative reaction? like a movie or a book or a speech. Yeah. I just don't think that any of those have that, that real power like that to like make you do anything. Right. Like you're going to do that thing. You think so? You don't think you can't, you can't, I mean, here's, here's, I, I guess one way to put it would be like this. Some people believe in, I agree with, you know, with certain examples that like, for example, this is a stark example, but Hitler motivated good people to agree with really bad bad things through a speech. Now, wait a minute. Through a speech, through just words. And a video game isn't just words, right? It's interaction. It's very intimate interaction. Now, I'm not saying that someone out there, and I'm not presuming anyone has or will, using video games to have that same effect on us, but don't you think that's possible? Should that just be completely thrown you know, to the no, side and ignored? I, with Hitler... And the people of Germany, they were already going through so many things and they were looking for any, any ray of hope. And that's what Hitler and gave And it's not them. a fair, it's not a fair comparison. Even, even, so, I don't know. Cause yeah, maybe it's just not a, but if you take any idea to the extreme and it doesn't work, then your idea doesn't work, right? Like that's just the easiest way to find a hole in something. 
So, but with Hitler, there was, there was problems in the culture, in the, in the country. Like they had, were going through their own great okay, depression. So it's, not at the a time. Fa- it's not a fair comparison. But like, so yeah, anyone can be nib- manipulated, but it's like, so you think any time that argument is brought up about video games that that, that video games just be forgiven? It, it doesn't make it's, it's not, not the, really the game or the content or the the content creator. It's it's the person. Yeah, okay. it's the people that are. What do you what do you to, believe? To what do you think is, What do you think is the the worst company practice for from video game companies today? In a, in a modern example, who has the worst like? Like practice of the way they do their the way they handle the way they sell whatever they do you know anything that stands out to you as uh, offensive. I just don't. I don't know. I heard like so. uh, What was it? Battlefield or no? Yeah, Battlefield. The one, the Star Wars one, right? This the the second one was way worse than the first one at the beginning. Like you had to pay battlefront. Yeah. It was Uh a battlefront. Okay. Yeah. When that, when battlefront launched it, uh, so that's what put, that's what put EA in the swamp because I'm trying to remember the line that they had. It was something like, um, uh, Oh yeah. It was, we wanted players to have a sense of accomplishment. That was their defense for making them, you know, buy the game at 60 plus dollars. And then also, pay for absolutely everything else. Yeah. Everything the, they knew the player was going to want because it's to Star Wars fans, right? Yeah. And it, and it, the IP is already making them rich. You can put Star Wars on a diaper, and if you sell those diapers, you're now rich from selling those diapers. I mean, that's how lucrative <laughs> Star Wars is, right? So yeah. they're already, they're so greedy that they're like, well, no, we're not going to give you Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. We know you want them, but you've got to pay another $10 per character or whatever that you know it's like the horse the horse armor joke from uh bethesda with skyrim because they see bethesda you know it's amazing is like the game skyrim is still such an immense success and to this day yeah. hundreds if not thousands the world over mods are created for this game still and it's over 10 years old yeah i can't believe it and I, how I didn't many times people are still playing Oh, dude! You can get back. the 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 community for it is thriving. It's vibrant, and you can. I mean, how many times has that allowed them to resell their game, and how much money are they making because of that? Now they attempted to be greedy. They've they've tried, you know, um, paid for mods. They've tried, you know, um, beyond expansions. I mean, uh, they've tried, you know, selling cosmetics like the horse armor thing, ten dollars for your arm, you know, your arm, your horse to have armor in in Oblivion. So they got they got a lot of proper backlash for that, but that's because I feel like the crowd that they attacked, which is essentially the exploration RPG crowd, if yeah. I want to call them that, um, is a very sensible crowd when it comes to the money they spend on games. They're not they're not usually the type of player who's willing to open their wallet often. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think the backlash was they got a proper backlash. But they learned their lesson from that, and unfortunately, they went to go on to make like mobile games because why not? There's so much money in yeah. mobile games. I just think that the way mobile games are advertised and their stores run is absolutely disgusting. And I'll say it again because it does bother me. Their target audience is children. It's yeah. gambling to children. They're teaching children how to gamble, and they're asking mom and dad to pay for it. And I think as a, if you're a parent out there that and you 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 spend money on your kids 
to play these mobile games, I think you need to reevaluate. You really need to pay attention to what you're actually doing because you're you're hurting your child by doing that. I really believe that. You're hurting their mind. You're teaching them to be gamblers, yeah. which is gross. Oh, and without a sense of risk either, right? What is the kid risking? Yeah, you're making them feel, yeah, they're making them feel like money. Yeah, what are you teaching about the value of money? Oh, yeah. God. That's a really good point. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to pull out like the, there, I guess, you know, I guess I agree. There isn't a whole lot like negative things I see about gaming in general, even habitually. Um, I can think of, you know, moments in my life, like I've had thoughts sometimes where, you know, I think about all the, the, the thousands really of hours that I've spent gaming in my life, my entire life. Right. But I could just as easily argue with myself about thousands of hours doing something else ridiculous, you know, and, and, you know, the concept that the time you spend, your personal time spent should always be making money or something is ridiculous to me, at least to me. The grind. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just, I'm one of those people that I'm not materialistic and I only need money. The amount of money in my life is, needs to be, needs to meet my needs. And that's it. Beyond that, I don't, I don't have this desire to just, you know, spend money like water would i if i was rich of course but maybe that's why i'm not rich because i don't i don't want to hoard i'm not the number isn't what's interesting to me yeah right i'd rather if you know if you gave me a million dollars tonight i it would probably be gone by january because i'm just going to share it i didn't earn that money right and yeah, i'm not going to so take it with it me to the grave yeah i mean i might put away like i don't know a couple hundred thou for if i make it to 75 you know so i have to live in like you know assisted living or anything but other than that, we're spending that, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, or wherever. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's just the way I am. So I apply that whenever I do have that thought, that's, that's what saves me is, is that's the counter thought that I'm having fun. Yeah. No, life is about enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. You have to I be happy. So. If you're not happy, what are you doing? Wow. Well, you got to figure out you why you're not least satisfied and yeah. trying to make yourself happy. Cause right. You're stuck with you forever. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly I'm depressed. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Just make yourself happy. Just make, just make yourself happy. Yeah. That's a good slogan. Say it aggressively. (laughs) What's your problem? Just make yourself happy. That's basically what my grandmother tells me. One of my favorite things that she says is, um, if you're, if you're unhappy or if you're sad, yeah, if you're unhappy, it's your fault. And I get what she's saying. And, and and I agree. I think, I think even in situations where you feel you have no control, you probably have some, especially if you live in America. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but if you live in America, there's always something. You know, and even, I don't know, I just, that's the spirit I have too, is just like, there's always something you can do to improve yeah, and there's, your situation. But there's always something that's going to be dragging you down. You know, if you focus a lot on those of things, things work against you. If you life. focus on those things, you're going to be unhappy. But if you find the things that you derive enjoyment from, go after them. Has, has, do you think video games save you from that? They save you from ruminating. They save you from. Um, yeah, if I instead of spending that time, yeah, you know, just thinking and and instead of doing you know something with my mind or my hands, you know, <laughs> what's funny is that playing video games most of the time isn't enough stimulus for me. I think I get that. Yeah. I, I also need to I be totally watching like a podcast at the same time. Oh, I see. I love playing a video game. Like recently I've been playing Assassin's Creed 
uh, Rogue, one of the old ones, and uh, getting all the collectibles and everything, like, in between, like, the story missions, I'll just be listening to a podcast while going around New York collecting a bird, you know, it's it's so <laughs> silly, but it's like, I'm like, it feels like I'm, like, doubling my time, like, not only am I playing a video game, but I'm also learning about Japanese history. Yeah, like, it's, it's imp- a lot of extra input, yeah. Yeah, no, and then I feel accomplished. <laughs> See, that's another, that's another plus to gaming. You can't do that with a book or a movie. It's too distracting. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch two, two movies or, or, uh, read a book and listen to I can't to watch Shawshank Redemption and then have ICP playing in the background. That'd be <laughs> way too distracting. <laughs> that's a that's a great image. I mean, yeah, you just can't I mean how can someone possibly pay attention to like, you know, the old guy with the raven dying or hanging himself while you've got the Nedden game playing in the background. It's just not going to go. They don't go together. No, that's for sure. But playing a video game, you can definitely... You can do that with a video game, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I wonder if that means do you take it less serious? Like, what if it's a pivotal moment in the storyline of the game you're playing? See, when there's story stuff happening, I pause, whatever. Oh, so it's when you're out in the wilderness? Yeah, if I'm I'm traveling or if I'm collecting things and there's no talking happening. Yeah, I I need something that's going on. And the music in video games, you know, eventually you hear it all, right? It just replays. And it doesn't matter how good their composer was. It's going to replay and it's going to... What do you think about the music from uh, the game I've been playing recently, Risk of Rain 2? Oh, my goodness, dude. Right? I I listen to that soundtrack, like, daily now. I know. It's it's amazing. It is amazing. Oh, my gosh. It's just chill. I tried to listen to it while working out. Not a good idea. It yeah. did not help me. No, it's too for chill my, for that. It was yeah. way too chill. I'm like, I had to switch it to the, maybe like, for some, stretching. Yeah, yeah, for stretching it would be good or like you yeah. know meditating. You maybe had something. that going on. That'd be great. No, I think I think the composer, the composer's name I think is Chris Christodoulou. Yeah, and I think so glad that the soundtrack is on Spotify. I think I got it too by buying the game, but whatever. I have Spotify. So. Yeah, but yeah, that. Um, you know, game. This is another reason I love independent gaming development because it reminds me of what I loved about movies growing up and what I miss about movies today. And that is, I know I'm re-saying it, but the the experimentation that takes place, right, and the originality and the passion that can only be freedom. found. Yeah, the freedom that the, each artist has with the project mm-hmm. is just completely missing from something that's overproduced in AAA, and that applies to all entertainment, music, movies, video games. Well, that's what's hard to find is, like, games like Assassin's Creed. It's like they have such a great premise, right? Like, you're going through history through the blood of your ancestors. Like, that's so weird and cool. It's a cool idea. But then it falls flat, and it's like like pop music for, for video games. It's weird, like you were saying. But... Yeah, I just wish that like they could like at, keep that artistic flair going that they had with this premise, and then, but they don't. So what are you? They don't. Do? Yeah, you they have some miss. interesting stories. Like they do. Like yeah, there's they some do. good. There's some good elements to it, but there's a lot of repetitiveness. Their movies and a lot dog. Of, sh- the movie was dog shit though. Oh, Assassin's I didn't Creed see movie. it. Oh, dumb. I heard it's terrible. the Prince of Persia movie was pretty bad too, right? Yeah, it was pretty bad, but it's it's nowhere near as bad as the Assassin's Creed movie. I, think, I mean, it's really bad. I think Tomb Raider and Mortal Kombat are probably the only good gate movies there, there you know, are. It's, you know, 
Yeah. So Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat had a huge success. Actually, the second one was a, was technically a success too. It wasn't bad. It just doesn't hold it's not up a great with movie, CGI. But it, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the Angelina Jolie, Lara Croft movies. Mm-hmm. I think they're great. Yeah. I and they but they were they bombed. They bombed. did they really? They bombed, dude. They oh were man, failures. I love them. I know they're. I think they're really good movies. I think they're one of the few like video game movies that are good. Yeah. There's so few of those, you know? Yeah, I but, couldn't think of another one besides those two that I enjoyed. Well, I I have a very unpopular opinion. I like the Mario Brothers movie <laughs> with John Leguizamo. I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I've seen clips, and it just looks horrible. Well, imagine... imagine so, I mean, there's not... There's, what's the story to Mario Brothers? You know... An unemployed plumber saves a princess from a, a rapey turtle crocodile man. Yeah, what's so, weird is that you don't even see in the games like he doesn't do any plumber esque things except for go down pipes. He goes down <laughs> giant pipes. That's yeah. that's why I say he's unemployed because he's not fixing anything. He's not doing any work. <laughs> he's just he's tripping on mushrooms, and this is what he this is what he's you know experiencing. I don't know. I'm just that's the shit I'm thinking. But the movie, you know, I mean, come on, take that, take that. The yeah. story, quote unquote, of Mario Brothers, and bring it to Hollywood and say, "Hey, make this into a movie because the name generates a lot of money." You know what? Who did do a good job so, like that though was Angry Birds. That movie was hilarious. I actually and it didn't was, see that. It was decently animated too. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a terrible movie. So I guess Angry Birds, Mortal Kombat, and Tomb Raider. Those are the those are the good game movies. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Resident Evil, the first two Resident oh, Evils are good. Yeah, I didn't even think about those. Those are good. Yeah, those are good. The, yeah, Mila I mean, Jojovich. I like Mila, so I'm kind of a fan of the newer ones too, but oh, and, they're really bad. <laughs> they're and not as good. she's coming out with the, the Monster Hunter Monster movie. Monster Hunter, yeah. And I just saw the trailer, yeah. and it looks great. It looks fun, dude. It, she that is a popcorn fun. eating soda slurping movie. That's just like one of those, like a mindless video game. You don't care about the storyline. I want to go watch Mila kick ass with some, you know, Epic level dragons. Yeah, and, and explosions. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't care if it's ridiculous. That's what I want. That's the point. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm looking for. That's yeah. what I want. I want superb reality. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I those kinds of movies do, you know, I call it, um, well, now I forgot what my term is, but it's basically uh, plaus- a plot. Okay, it's not really my term. Plausible deniability, right? Suspending... B- disbelief oh yeah and basically not explaining the complicated things that are going on don't try to add some make-believe science to something because then you ruin you try to you take the movie too seriously then you ruin the premise well, what's annoying about make-believe science is that it's you're spending time explaining something that you're some not bullshit. really explaining yeah right, right like you didn't give me any real information you right. made all that up and it doesn't really affect anything and you just wasted time we could have been watching a monster die or something you know yeah. you know it, it's like why are you doing that oh no 21.1 gigawatts i don't need to know about that stuff just yeah, let's don't go back to the future just Come on, the term. yeah well that's what i'm saying that's that's a great example he never explains the technology to the flux capacitor he got hit on the head and he dreamt he dreamt it and then he made it and that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's all you gotta know but i like that 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 helps me fall into the story you know yeah I, you because know. Again, video games are great at that video games are still really good at that they don't try to over explain things some do and you know you catch them and they're stupid but did you ever play the onimusha series oh that sounds fun no oh onimusha. man you know what that I, I guess they came out the same time 
as God of War. And you, I don't want to call it a God of War clone. That's unfair. But the combat and gameplay is very similar. But it's a long series, you know, of uh, of of games where you play you play the samurai. You you play a time traveling samurai chasing and killing demons that are trying to take over the world. Okay, Oni. It's awesome. Gotcha. Yeah, the Oni, right? And uh, the, you know, and then they're they're run by uh, uh, Nabunatsu or something like that. I think his name was. He's like the main demon. He's like Satan, basically. That's cool. Yeah, and Nabunatsu is. Um, you know he hates he hates you. I forget your the the samurai's name. What's cool is that the samurai was modeled after one of the developers, one of the artists, or something oh, like that. That's fun. So he's forever like enshrined in the game. Uh, I'm, you know, of course they made him look buff and handsome, but it is the guy, which is neat. But also, um, yeah, that was just a great game. You need to play it. That's all I guess I have to say. Onimusha. Onimusha. Yeah. yeah. Or at it least was looked the video game movie. PlayStation Two and PlayStation Three. I think I don't really? know if it was on one. Can't remember if it was on one. Yeah, I don't even know if they still make it. Then watch Onimusha. Yeah, watch like Onimusha three. That was my favorite. Okay, watch the watch the storyline of that one. But um, yeah, I feel like I don't want to just spend the next twenty minutes, you know, recommending video games. Although I very (laughs) happily would. Yeah, there's there's (laughs) plenty of them. What do you think about console gaming versus PC gaming? Do you feel like one is better than the other, or I think now one has more value. I think now, not always, but definitely now in like the last, I don't know, five to ten years, PC gaming is is way better. Um, there's a larger, there's larger interaction with the community. Um, I'm glad that more modern, the more modern games have cross platform, especially mm-hmm. for online play. That's really important. Um, but the games are patched on PC. The game, if the game isn't fixed by the company, they're fixed by the players, which you can't do on a console, unfortunately. Um, I'm a big fan of games that you can modify, which of course you can only do really well on PC. Mm-hmm. Although there is some modification on console games, some games do have like uh, you know a design suite that you can use to to make mods. Usually, just maps, but okay. it's, it's similar. Um, I used to be. A console gamer when I still did a lot of couch co-op gaming mm-hmm. when I you know I had people come over to my apartment or I'd go over to there even as an adult I'm saying uh, that just doesn't happen anymore um, just in general like over the years people just don't do that anymore yeah I think I'm the only one that plays with you yeah I think you're the only one that plays with me on the couch <laughs> I think that's it it's just us man but I <laughs> I do miss that um, because you know those were fun parties to have and um yeah, I would love to bring that back. So I I do have that experience online, but of course it's not the same when you're in the same room with someone. Yeah, you know, it's no, just, it's, it's not the full social experience. Maybe that's why I don't like the online plays because I'm not getting any of that social aspect anyway. So it's like why well, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, and then yeah, and there's no nothing. There's no draw. You know, the gameplay itself isn't the the cool part to me. You know, the cool part is the story. You know. Some MMOs, some online games do have good stories, but they, yeah, generally speaking, they don't match a single-player game. That's for sure. Yeah, I never really got into PC gaming because... I tried to get you into it. Yeah, when I was was little, I wasn't allowed to use the the computer as a gaming device. Like, Mm -hmm. that was for education. Right. Or for, you know, yeah, for work or something like that. It was for learning. Right. It wasn't for entertainment. 
I see. Yeah. Um, but the, the but the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo or the PlayStation, that was for that was for entertainment. That was for the fun, <laughs> you know. But what was your favorite Super Nintendo game? Oh, probably Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I'd play that with my dad all the time, and play that with my brother, and then he'd give up because I'd beat him all the time. And yeah, that, I hate that. He would stop. Oh, what was super annoying is that my brother would stop playing mid game because I was beating him or something. Yeah, that's so I'm shitty. Like, what are you doing? Like, Dude, at least finish, in, finish this, it. and then you can go do whatever. Oh, Just, that is like, something that pisses this me off. Real quick, online online gamers do it all the time. It's something that really ticks me off. And it's, it's always, every developer is trying to manage it differently. So what happens is this, you know, you're like, I'm playing Rocket League, let's say, and I'm crushing it. I'm, Dude, that game makes me so mad. Well, the, en- the enemy, the, the other team is losing <laughs> and their players just quit. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is such a character flaw. I, I actually kind of take, I do take that personally because. Do they do that on ranked uh, games as well? It's less often on ranked. But just the fact that people ex- have that mentality that, you know, if you're losing something, you should just quit. <laughs> That's such a, I'm, for lack of a better word, you're, in my mind, you're a pussy. You, you just can't, like how, I can honor someone. I can respect losing. Yeah. I lose. Yeah. Right? And I, I would want to retain the honor and my dignity of a loss. Yeah. And I know that sounds very maybe old school and even samurai, but it means something to me. Well, if you commit to something, which is an agreement of playing this match, right? Right. That is an agreement. There's a, there, there's an unspoken contract being taken yeah, place. Absolutely. And you've broken your end of the deal because you lost. I mean, how selfish are you? Yeah. And I know yeah. it's silly because it's just a game, but what's terrible about it is you see it in life. You see it in, you know, at a job or you see it yeah. in people in general. And it disgusts me. I I really well, hate because you're investing losers. your time, and you expect the other person to invest the same thing. It's you know? rude. Like, it, it actually it actually damages my honor, like my respect, yeah. and I don't like that. Yeah. So you see it all the time too in online gaming. And some games try to penal. I I miss games doing this, but I get why they don't do it anymore because money's involved a lot now. But they used to penalize people who quit a game before it ended. Yeah. And the penalty was usually a lockout from being able to play the game. Wow. Now why would they do that when they want you to play and spend money on the store? Mm-hmm. You know, that was some that was an attempt at like maintaining the spirit of play. Yeah. Of, of a culture of, of competition, a culture in the game. And that's what's gone. That's what's disappearing everywhere is culture and anything we do. What is you it can just quit and it, whatever's not going your way, you can just back out. Like that yeah. ah, fuck that's it. It's not a good lesson to it's teach not yourself. a good lesson. It's not at all a good lesson. I agree. So that's not to say if you're in a bad spot, you shouldn't leave. But you should also, if you commit to something, stick to what you committed to. I think there's a balance that you got to find. You know, because sometimes you're just if you keep throwing money into the same thing in the hole. You know, there's there's a the sunken ship fallacy. Oh, I'm not talking about, but. I don't mean like a devotion. I mean like just an, the event taking place. Like see it through, mm-hmm. right? See it through yeah. to the end. I'm not saying no. torture. Yeah, if you're being too, yeah, don't take this too far. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what that what instilled that in me was being poor, and or at least American poor, right? Yeah. Um, and playing sports, and my parents telling me you're gonna play baseball. Okay. You can play baseball, but you have to play the whole season. You yeah. can't give you up. You can't quit. You can't yeah. quit mid-season. You have to play the whole right. season. 
because they didn't want to spend the money and then I uh, then get nothing out of it. You know, I like I if I don't have and it teaches you resilience and like, you know, just because something's hard doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Right. You, know? you should give it if a fair anything, try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you have to learn for yourself if something is worth doing. And you can only know that if you actually do it. And yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, even I remember the my first lesson with my most, well, my first memorable lesson of that was when I was in soccer. And I think I was, um, how old was I? I think it was like eight or nine years old. And I was on a soccer team, my first soccer team. And I was doing, I was a pretty good player in one match in particular. I was awesome. So the coach left me in the whole time, all four you know, quarters. Uh, or well, we did four, but it's three, whatever. And um, and I passed out because I dehydrated. I oh, wasn't no keeping. Way. I wasn't keeping water in me because I was just having too fun. So I didn't. No one was paying <laughs> attention that you know that I wasn't taking breaks to drink water. So I I fell on the field from from exhaustion. No way. I just way. laid there like dehydrated until you know parents and people ran up, and then I told them like when I came to, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I just need water and a break. <laughs> and they wouldn't let me play again. And so I was forced to oh. quit. But that's when I realized that's my resolve. Like, you have to force me to quit. I need to know what my limits are. Yeah. And you can't learn your limits unless you push yourself. I think part of that, too, is for me, it's like, yeah, I'm in pain. But so is everyone else, right? So yeah. I'll just keep going until I'm told. Why is my pain more important than his? Yeah. Or theirs? So it's like, I'll hers. just keep going until I literally cannot do it. Like, I'm enabled. Yeah. Or I'm told, hey, you should stop doing this and then take a break. You right. Know? Then I'll take it. Then I'll do it. You know? It's like, I almost need that outside force to be like. I like, do. I need no. it completely. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just keep doing it until. Because I just figured that's what everyone else is doing. Well, and you know, and how else am I supposed to compete and be on the same level when exactly. I when I have so many other things holding me back? I gotta like force myself to to be. I have to work harder to be on the same level as other people. I feel. Oh, a without a doubt, and that just the older you get, the harder that gets with with anything. But that's a good thing. I think that's that's the proper way of things. No, you gotta have that fight. You gotta sure. have that fight. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with audiopong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And have have a metal metal life. life.